Hello and welcome to Postgres FM, a weekly show about all things PostgreSQL. I am Michael, I'm founder of PG Mustard, and this is my co-host Nikolai, founder of Postgres AI. Hey Nikolai, what are we talking about today? Hi Michael, so it's time to talk about various mistakes and I've noticed that many people, from my conference experience and so on, I noticed that uh, many people love to hear about other people's mistakes. I don't know, like why they love it so much but I, I've noticed it's very popular when you talk about we made this mistake it was so painful and people enjoy listening or watching uh, about this maybe they want to learn something I don't know yeah I love it and there are two main reasons one is the hope that by hearing about their mistake I hopefully can avoid making the exact same one, avoid having to make that myself, it's extra painful. And then the second reason I love it is it just makes you feel better when you make mistakes, knowing that these amazing other people make mistakes all the time too. So I think that for me, there's that part of it as well. Right. And and it's already fifth episode of our podcast. And I, I've noticed we have quite good numbers so far. And I, I wanted to thank everyone who's sharing and liking and so on. Please continue. It's, it helps. We we see this and we also see comments in Twitter, feedback. It, it's so great to see it. Yeah, and thank you to everyone who suggested ways we can make it better as well. Really appreciate it. Keep topic suggestions coming too. We'll try to get to quite a few of them over time. Oh, and I also, also want to say a big hello to all those who are currently running or riding bicycle and so on. It's good. <laughs> I, I also need to do it. Okay, uh, so mistakes. If we talk about mistakes uh, related to SQL and specifically Postgres, I think the biggest, the most painful, at least in my career, it, it, it's always related to nulls. Nulls, it's, this is the most, uh, the, the, the thing I hate most in SQL, uh, in theory, in, in, in like SQL model, if you think about SQL model, in standard, in, in various uh, database systems and specifically in Postgres. So let's talk about nulls today. Awesome. And one of the reasons they're so painful is because the mistakes don't come back right away, right? You don't necessarily hit an error message or you don't, uh, yeah. you know, there's, a, yeah, that feels like they kind of, they go invisible for a while. Um, Silent. So that, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a better word for it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hidden, silent, and so on. This is a, like if, if, of course, if you see the error, you can you can react. But if you don't see error, and nulls are very very tricky. Uh, let's start with uh, maybe some news about Postgres 15. There will be new capability that will allow people to say that unique constraints should not distinguish nulls. So there is only one in universe for some unique constraint. By default, all nulls are distinguishable like they are all different so we cannot say this null is the same as that null because null means unknown in sql logic sql logic is based on three valued logic it's it's worth understanding what three valued logic is and again if you don't know please check out wikipedia or other basic articles it's very fundamental knowledge everyone should possess so if you compare two nulls uh, the result is always unknown which actually translates to null if we like we, we don't have unknown values we have only null values so like null compared to null kind of also null however strictly speaking it's unknown and that's why if you define a unique constraint you can insert as many nulls in this column as you want 
This is, by the way, a big difference between unique constraint and primary keys because primary keys completely forbid nulls in, in columns that are, that participate in primary key. But unique constraint allow allow nulls. So if it's a one column unique constraint, you can insert as many values of null as as you want, as many rows having null in this column as you want, and. This, in some cases, is not convenient to some developers. So that's why in Postgres 15, a long-awaited feature appeared. So default, default behavior is the same. You can insert as many nulls as you want. But with new option, I don't remember this option, but this option allows you to say that there can be only one null here. right? And this is like kind of, I, I like that this is explicit option, not a, a setting you you change like you change. Of course, it would be it would be nightmare and it would break all all logic uh, that standard dictates and so on. It's good that it's explicit and and uh, for only for those who need it will have it. But yeah, I saw dangerous, a, I guess. Yeah, you, I saw. Used, <laughs> sorry, I saw a good blog post on this by Ryan Lambert. Um, maybe a month or so ago i'll share it in the show notes i thought it was super interesting but i was also struggling to come up with a use case for it i didn't really understand why you would want to be able to determine that there was exactly or sorry at most one null value in a column did you did you ever come across it well uh yeah if if you I remember some somewhere in some articles, probably or some discussions, we compared uh, like when you start understanding uh, three-value logic, you are kind of infected. You always think about okay, okay, we have no unknowns. You start if you, if you are more database guy, you start teaching your uh, backend and frontend uh, um, developers colleagues, especially frontend colleagues who write a lot of JavaScript code. That you know, unknown is unknown. You cannot return. Like think it's it's about it as an as an, an zero or about it as as a uh, empty string. So so and at some point you probably want to create some table and uh, use a null as like unknown. And you can imagine, for example, we have uh, for example. Uh, true, false, and unknown, and we want to restrict uh, only three options. It can be, for example, two-column uh, constraint. For each person, we can say the, the, you can, for example, it's, it, it can be a poll results. So each person can say, I agree, I disagree, or I don't vote in this question, for example, right? And uh, each person can say only once. So we can have person ID and result, right? And unknown result, we can use nulls to, to record uh, uh, that uh, the vote is like un unknown. But it's actually it's breaking logic because in this case, the third option, I, I, I by purpose, I don't want it, vote is, is a kind of known result. So strictly speaking, I wouldn't do this. I would use, for example, minus one or something. Some people may choose nulls and then they want to restrict and say only one result for each person is possible. In this case, you want a unique constraint. And in this case, you would want to have only one null possible for one person. Something like this is what popped up in, uh, to my head initially. Like I can imagine that this can be useful, but I would avoid it. That makes sense. I actually used to work at a company that did survey software and we did have more than one negative value because we had 
Well, for example, you might have seen the question and skipped it versus you might never have been presented the question. And those are different. Um, so, yeah, very interesting. Various flavors of various meanings. I, I, I understand some, some people need it and Postgres. This is probably not the biggest problem with NAS, actually. Let's talk about uh, other issues. For example, I had a bad situation, like roughly 10 years ago. It was my third one already, so social media. And I was completely sure that it's good and market is ready and we, we should launch with great success. And I remember we launched uh, slowly in, in spring first and everything was ready to to grow and uh, we used a lot of mechanics uh, all social you might you might hate it or not but when you check uh, initiating some invitations uh, without uh, lying of course uh, we know the case uh, linkedin had and so on but it's a different topic so everything was ready and i saw audience need and, and like likes it but at some point during summer we experienced a very low uh, I I didn't understand why because I see like like if we talk about if you talk to specific people they are happy they consider project very interesting and uh, analytics shows us they use this system to connect to friends and so on but somehow registration don't don't grow as I expected as I expected and my, my experience was already quite good because I, it was already a third project for I like I understand how people work and so on but somehow it didn't grow and i remember in the in early september i went to like digging what's happening i went to code and i saw some select which i, I don't remember it was comparison or some arithmetic operation but it was not null safe so the result was null but developer obviously didn't expect the result was unknown converted to implicitly converted to null but the developer didn't expect null to be present there and I just put coalesce there and we started to grow like like, like a rocket during the next several months. <laughs> so by the end of year it was huge success. So I just put one word coalesce there. <laughs> wow. So what was this doing? What part of it like was it rec was it about um suggesting people add others or like how how did that limit growth so much? If, if you're interested, it's off topic for us, yeah. but if you're interested, usually all social networks do like they, they offer you who, which friends already use this service. Uh, and when you do it, they suggest you to connect. Yeah, okay. uh, to, so back to, yeah, yeah. back to coalesce. My understanding of that is it returns the first non-null value that it, that it sees. So you can, for example, put coalesce and then the result you're expecting. Zero, for example, if you expect. Zero, yeah. If you, for example, want to use uh, arithmetic operator uh, uh, to make them null safe, you need to use coalesce, for example, uh, use zero when there is no value. Otherwise, whole result will become null if at least one null is present among, among operands, right? And th this is exactly what happened. We, because of that, uh, the thing didn't work at all. <laughs> and uh, and uh, once we fixed it, it was like, it was so good. <laughs> I was happy. I will uh, the loss, like, and it was estimated uh, was like thirty thousand dollars during several months 
yeah. or so. So missing one word. And that's at a startup, right? That could be <laughs> that could be bigger at a larger company. I imagine it. Of yeah. course, yeah. Um, so it's significant, and of course, silent as we were talking about before. It doesn't fail spectacularly. Yeah, it's just working, but not working well. Again, we had some registrations, but not enough. You know what I th thought about it? It's not a this person mistake. I would do the same easily. And even if you have 20 years experience writing SQL as I do, I completely 100% understand. I realize it that I, I still have high chances to write some not, not null safe code. This is the thing that you need always to keep in mind. And it's so hard to just forget about it and have uh, once again have not null safe operations. And it's just dangerous part of SQL. So I guess this takes us back to why they're your least favorite part. Right. So I like the flexibility because mm. true or false, like it's not, it's not enough. You need something like unknown and it was added by purpose, but maybe in future we will have some better tools that will, maybe it's already ex exists. I don't know if our listeners can suggest something. Maybe there are tools that can put some warnings and say, you know, this column might have nulls. And this operation is not null safe. Probably you will have unexpected results. It would be good to have such something like in CI/CD checked all the time we write code. But if you use ORM, which dynamically constructs SQL, <laughs> it's probably not well. well it's an interesting topic how to improve experience here. I'm kind percent sure we are, we are not in the perfect position in terms of nulls in relational databases. Yeah, that makes complete sense. And tooling sounds interesting. I wonder if it could be like some even static analysis on, well, I guess you might need to know that a column does contain nulls, but knowing that it could is enough, right? So that's, yeah, it feels doable. I'd, I'm not aware of anything myself. So so is the, the message is basically, remember that uh, something could be, could be null and handle it appropriately, but try to remember is the best. And maybe, maybe useful for code reviews as well. I think sometimes, in teams that I see, there's sometimes more people that are comfortable reviewing backend code or application code than there are reviewing database code. And sometimes there's, you know, there's an expert on the team or somebody who's better at this than most people. Perhaps sometimes their code isn't getting reviewed or, you know, just remembering to review SQL as well. Well, if you, if you are reviewing, uh, of course, this is one should be, should have yeah. your in, in, in your bag of, of reviewers tool set. Let's check uh, if all operations are now safe. But I, I think it's not right. We, we should have uh, the path that leads us to better results by default. Definitely not the perfect solution, but for now, I'm looking forward to hearing if there are good tools for this. But if there aren't, and if neither of us are aware of them, for now, I guess that's what people need to be doing. Yeah, the, the developer has to and think about it and also the reviewer. Right, and we also discussed only arithmetic operations in comparison, but there are many, many, many uh, more other th places where NOS can can uh, shoot off your uh, legs or, or arms, I don't know. Uh, as, for example, uh, aggregates. Some aggregates ignore NOS, some aggregates don't ignore NOS. Uh, some aggregates do it depending on situation. For example, if you do sum, again, like summarizing all values in a column, Nulls will be ignored, of course, right? Yeah, although sum is based on plus operator, right? What's the yeah? It, what would the difference be if they weren't ignored? 
he would have to return now, well, I guess. If you think about sum as first value plus second value plus blah, blah, blah. If null is present, the result should be null as well. Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. But sum actually does coalesce comma zero, right? So like it, it ignores nulls. So it's like null safe, right? One people aren't probably aware of is ca- is ca- Count a count is is interesting. Yeah. Count uh, for column will also ignore null, so it won't it won't count rows where you have null for this column. But if you say count star, all rows will be counted. And if you say count table name from table name, it's possible because like you can count the whole row considering whole row all its columns as as one single value. It's Postgres magic. You. It's like a record type. Again, nulls will be counted. What about, and this is probably ridiculous and definitely uh, not a real case, but if every column in the table was null? Sorry, imagine a single row with every column null. null. Yeah. Single, yeah. Would that be counted by count table? Yes. Okay, wow. Yes. Yes, why no? Because I also discussed now some time ago, like two years ago, it was a YouTube live stream. And I said, you know, we, of course, if we, if we, if we do this, what you, you describe, it won't be counted. I do it and I see it's counted. That's so funny. <laughs> like it's, it's so many unexpected parts when behavior is not as, like it, we could have some certifications like null expert in Postgres. <laughs> and also like array, ag- array, uh, AGG uh, aggregation. What do you think? Will nulls be counted or like used or ignored? It'd, it'd be a good quiz, wouldn't it? If you, if you have a chain of questions uh, specifically mo- moving to very bad places, <laughs> so it would it would be tricky to answer everything properly. Yeah. What grade would you give people at the end? Would it be A, B, C, D, E, or no? Maybe. <laughs> or unknown. Yeah. So what what do you think about array aggregation? Array AGG. I, uh, um, aggregate function. I'll be I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna play this game and I am gonna say that it does not ignore nulls. Yes, it will take them and use as members of array. Exactly. So you see like it's it's uh, <clears throat> it's a very complex thing all all of just one word that was genuinely a 50 50 guess so i could i would definitely not know oh, okay. i didn't know that also like like uh, disclaimer i might be wrong <laughs> <laughs> what percentage sure are you? As, as i've said as i've said no matter how many years of experience you have you cannot be 100 percent right all the time uh, with nulls it's impossible but the the crucial part here is not being unaware of which one it is, it's remembering that it might not be null safe in the first place. So there might be unexpected behaviors when you're working with data that can include nulls. So it's the same takeaway, isn't it? Remember that when you're working with data that contains null values, or is that, I'm not even sure if that's the right way of saying it, that contains nulls, then remember to test, check, put some test data in, add some realistic test data, and then check that your code's working as expected. But the, the key part is remembering. Yeah, realistic testing, sure. Uh, but I'm quite skeptical. I think uh, people really understand the, all the dangers uh, related to nulls only when they experience it in production. So like learning curve should bring you some real examples to hit you so badly that you understand, oh, next time I should be very careful. Yeah. Also, only recently I learned, for example, there is JSONB set function 
and if you it can be used to set some part of json b value to some different value so not not uh, not, not being need to override everything so you can say along this path i need to replace something and if you put if you want json also has nulls if you want to put null there and say json b provide some path uh, array of uh, keys and then say null you will have whole value set to null unexpectedly again so you need to use single quote null converted to json b instead of regular sql null so it's like conflict <laughs> Everywhere danger. When you say converted to, do you mean like the cast operator, or what do you mean? Yeah. yeah. Yes, okay. casted to JSONB. So null uh, string converted to JSONB. So in this case, uh, it will be as expected. You say you, you only change the part of the whole value, not the whole. So if I'm a team lead and I've got a few junior developers on my team and I'd like them to learn a few things around this, are there any good starting places? I, I know you said they probably need to learn through experience, but if I want to try and avoid that, what can I do? Oh, it's a good question and probably a hard one. I will, of course, do some training maybe related to nulls. Of course, making sure everyone uh, understands what three-valued logic is and so on, some theoretical basics. And then uh, some examples, I don't know, like it depends on the tools for edu education you have. Of course, if you have some playground where you, some database exists and you can do some exercises, it would, be it would be helpful to write some code and see how dangerous null can be. But I don't have... Excellent, simple answer here. Again, as I've said, I'm very skeptical and think only when you hit, uh, only when it hits you very badly, bre breaking some functionality, only then you probably will learn that it's really dangerous. Yeah. I think I saw a really good article by Haki Benita that included an issue they came across that I will share in the show notes. And I think you shared one from, uh, is it Jeff Davis? Jeff Davis, very old article and excellent collection of very unexpected examples much more than we discussed here so yeah let's also attach the link to in show notes for sure i know it's difficult to ask people to go away and read stuff but it feels like learning that there even are these problems gives you a chance of knowing i think probably sometimes people don't even realize this could be a problem i definitely only learned about coalesce quite late in uh, i knew quite a lot about sql or sql before learning that coalesce anti-join example as well if you if you if you use a not in and then expect some, and then have nulls inside in you can also have unexpected it's a quite popular I think all articles we mention uh, they they should discuss this example interesting well. and to join also they like have some problems with nulls same with not exists I'm guessing uh here, here's the trick like I, I always forget about it actually I, as I remember, not in is dangerous, but not exist is not. Something like this. But every time I deal with it, I'm refreshing memory and either experimenting or checking some blog posts or articles. Unfortunately, it's, again, it's a bag of knowledge you should carry all the time. And it's easy to s stop thinking about it if you don't use it every day. So Always test, kids. Yes, so testing is perfect. So if you if you think about something, just test it. Yeah, actually one other. So in terms of learning resources, there are a couple of others that I thought were great. Probably always a good port of call is, have you come across Marcus Winans' uh, Modern SQL uh, or Modern SQL? Sure, long ago. I think that's that's pretty great. I'd be surprised if they don't have something around this. They have it. Yeah, awesome. And mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know, uh, the book Art of PostgreSQL? I think that's quite good in terms of like a mixture of beginner friendly mm-hmm. and quite advanced topics. Should, should be somewhere behind the it. purple one, right? Um, but, awesome. Yeah. So I think those those stand out to me as particularly good places to learn. Awesome. Anything else on nodes you wanted to talk about? Well, last thing I would like to say to add, you say like tested, and I say tested, but I, I think many times when people start, it's hard for them to test properly because to create proper tests, you need to understand the depth of, of the issue. And I wish some people, like I, so many times people go to some chats or some places where they can get public help and ask questions and got reaction like, oh, why you just don't test it? I wish some people, like it can be considered as negative actually reaction, but I agree that I don't know why the new people, why they don't ask, can you help me to create proper test? So I, I would I would see myself. Right? Yeah. So please help me to test it, uh, all, all aspects of this problem. This would be a great uh, approach to ask questions when you start with some topic. I completely agree. I think we could definitely be a little bit friendlier in some communities in the Postgres world to newcomers. But equally, I do also understand that we do get people that clearly haven't even used Google or even looked in the docs at the most appropriate place. So I think it goes both ways. But for sure, teaching people how to how to share an online snippet or how to set a little test example in one of the uh, fiddle tools or something like that, just to demonstrate their problem a little bit clearer. It goes a long way. And if you're asking for help, it definitely helps to show that you've tried something yourself first. But right. I think it, I think we can all improve there for sure. Yeah. Okay, good. Nice one. I hope it was helpful to someone. I hope so too. Quite basic material, but as I've said, uh, even if you have 20 years of experience, uh, it's, it's still, it, it still hurts. Hopefully this was a good public service announcement at least. And I think some of this is quite technical and quite difficult to do without examples. So the articles we share in the show notes might be extra helpful for this one. So I'll make sure to make those nice and clear. Oh, one more thing I wanted to mention and forgot. Uh, since Postgres 11, we have, we are in a better place. Why? Because before Postgres 11, imagine if you have a billion uh, row table and there are many nulls, so, so, and you add some <gasps> yeah. column, which can be true, false, and you have, you think, okay, I want it to be strict. I want to have not null there. So, so only true or, and, or only false. Two options. Exclusive luck, right? But you know, Yes, updating billion rows, it's its nightmare. I don't want to go with it. So I will consider nulls as false. And this is what we always did because practically it was a big headache for us to update billion rows. So we started to treat nulls as false. And because practically yeah. it makes sense, you avoid big problems. But since Postgres 11, we can say a default false. That's it. And it will, it will be fast since Postgres 11. Even you can say default false, not null. What does that mean? Yes, it's possible. Default- oh, one minute. So I, I think I understand. Yeah. yeah. So you can add a null. You, you can just, you get result you want. Yeah. Only two options are possible. All existing uh, rows uh, have false and null is prohibited in this column. It's perfect. By the way, the same trick allows you to redefine primary keys in Postgres 11, but it's a different topic. Let's just discuss it another, another day, probably. Awesome. Well, Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Keep the feedback coming and I hope you have a good week.
Yeah, don't forget uh, to share us as much as possible. We like it a lot. Thank you so much. Cheers. Bye now. See you now. Bye.